you're listening to Caddy Wampus. So it's been a few months, uh, so I don't remember how I what the intro was supposed to be for the Ernest Odyssey, uh, but this is the Ernest Odyssey. Full disclosure to anyone listening, uh, this is my fault. I broke my back, uh, <laughs> so we stopped recording. Excuses, excuses, it's always excuses, with excuses. You. Spinal fracture, spinal fracture. Um, so did you or did you not fight Bane? And are you or are you not the Batman? Yeah, well, you know, that's what the, you know, it's funny. when I always wondered what physical therapy was. And it turns out it's this rope they put you in, in a hole. <laughs> okay. Oh. And then they show you a TV of your city burning. So far, not that inaccurate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've pretty much summed up well, 2020. So. If you've seen the documentary, The Dark Knight Rises, you're familiar with the long, arduous process of physical therapy for a broken back. So when we last left Ernest, he had saved the holiest of holidays, Jesus' birthday. All right. Now he's moved on. He's gotten himself a steady job. He's gotten himself a potentially steady girlfriend. But he wants more in life. You see, he is but a lowly janitor at a bank. And he would like to be a bank clerk. Because in classic Ernest fashion, apparently, wherever you work, there is a path to management, no matter where you start. It's not even management. He just wants a path to a low-income job. I mean, I mean, at least he's like striving to do better. Oh, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not criticizing his zeal. Like I am criticizing. The man's got a lust for life, but he doesn't want to drink too deep of it. He wants to be a, ba- a bank clerk, as he works as this janitor at a bank, and he and uh, uh, other bank clerk um, are are really smitten for each other and go on a date, and things are going pretty well. Until he's called for jury duty. And before I get into, like, the finer details of this, how are we feeling about Ernest so far? We're two in. This is number three. What's everybody's thoughts and feelings about where we are in the Ernest saga? I don't understand how he became Magneto. Uh, It was an accident um, five minutes into Uh this film where he gained his superpowers. That's correct. He, uh... He supercharged his floor buffer or something. And, uh, yeah, you know, like you do, you get electrocuted and then you become magnetic. He just flipped the switch a lot on that, like, or is that, is that, yeah, how do you fix things? Is it because he, is it because he hit that switch so many times that he got the power? Yeah, it says, it says quite clearly, don't flip the switch quickly. But he flipped the switch quickly, which obviously means he's now super magnetic and able to absorb electricity as mana. Yeah. So, question. You know, like you do. <laughs> is, this, <laughs> is this any stupider than how Jamie Foxx becomes Electro in Amazing Spider-Man 2? No, oh. actually, this might be more sensible. I mean, I had less questions. I had, I had far less questions. I think I liked this better than that movie. I mean, this movie's a, a good hour shorter, so that helps. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't have the uh, Electro dubstep track. The dubstep is, to me, you know, it's funny. Everybody remembers the dubstep. And to me, the dubstep is not as interesting as the chorus in that that under a lecture that goes. Basically, it's something like, you're a bad guy. You're a bad guy. Like, it's literally that literal. And I'm like, I don't. Wait, what are we doing here? Because Spider-Man forgot his birthday? Yeah, I believe that was the crux of it. It Just like, I've worked here for so long and people like me. Nobody likes you and everyone forgot your birthday. And that's Electro's origin story. Also, isn't it pretty badass? Isn't it weird that in that movie that um, 
and we'll get to Ernest, but let's talk about Amazing Spider-Man 2 now. This is more interesting. <laughs> Isn't it weird that Paul Giamatti is in that movie and he's not playing the sad sack character we're describing? Yeah, that does strike me as a little odd, but at the same time, it's about subverting expectations, David. You're right. I did not expect or like it. <laughs> well, Mom, I never said you'd like it. I just said I'm sorry. It's Has not anyone what we ever expected. had their expectations subverted and, be- and been happy? Uh, huh. I'm sure if you gave me a couple of hours, I could come up with at least one example. Like it seems like it's it seems like it's like the holy grail of filmmaking now. And now in the Christopher Nolan era, which is you didn't expect it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I've never been happy when I got something different than what I expected. Yeah, I would I say know. yes, but I can't think of an idea right now. <laughs> the only I time I can think of is like maybe if you got the wrong meal at like Wendy's or something, and but you ate it anyway, and you were like, you know what, this is way better than what I was gonna get. I mean, like, I'm pretty locked down t- on my Wendy's orders, bro. I don't know. As long as you're happy, David. That's all that we ask. I'm always happy. Uh, <laughs> can't you tell? So anyway, Ernest goes to jail because he's um, working at a bank. <laughs> Talk about subverting expectations. I thought he did a crime and had to do the time, but no. Oh, you thought he was going to do like be be like framed for something or accident tricked into committing a crime and going to jail? I mean, that character is a moron. Reasonable when he got put into that um, the bank vault from the magnetism or whatever. I thought he was just going to get arrested for that. Yeah, same. Interesting. And uh, instantly, it turned into a better movie. I don't know. I I liked this movie. Uh, in, it wasn't bad in the Ernest Cannon. This is pretty solid. Maybe the I most didn't... solid film that in that universe. I don't understand when Ernest randomly became Pee Wee Herman. Oh yeah, so Ernest's house is very Pee Wee Herman. He has this dog. He has the this cute dog. He has the Pee Wee dog. He has the Rube Goldberg machines. I was very confused because we just watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and then out of nowhere, it was like, oh, so Ernest is Pee Wee now. How? How does he afford this? Like what? Well, I mean, I mean how somebody does... had to fill the void that uh, Paul Rubens left after. Was this before or after the big scandal he was in? I can't speak. I can't speak to to Paul Rubens' um, criminal charges timeline. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm pretty sure it was before because I feel like that happened when we were somewhat older. Because like <sighs> Pee Wee's uh, Playhouse was on TV while we were kids. I mean, this movie's 1990. Um, I'm, I'm not sure when Paul Rubens um, fell from. I feel like that was. I feel like that was. It had 2000s. to have been after, or it had to. No, have been I think this is just called, then. you know, that that Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which was three years, three years prior, four yeah. years prior, had had an impact. I think I think that just had. Uh, yeah. An impact. And then they were like, "Well, how do we connect with the kids and make it wacky?" And they got Ernest Playhouse. I mean, I liked, ah, uh, with sexual assault. Perfect. Wait, what? <laughs> It felt later like, in the film. Oh yeah, I was like Ernest. Dude, that. I was I was it, so it, like hurt, Steve. Personally, I was like, "How dare you slander the good name of Ernest P. Worrell?" Um, yeah, Earl will never do that. You know what I'm saying? Vern. Yeah, you know. Vern, and you know what I mean. It's as if you've never watched oh, any sorry. of these films. Brian. You know what I mean? Yeah, Brian, sorry. it's as if you haven't been forced. It's, Brian, it's as if you haven't been forced by a bet you lost to join this podcast to watch uh-huh. several Ernest films. Um, no, so, so Ernest goes to Ernest gets jury duty. Is like so. The, so, the, so the inciting incident of this film is Ernest gets jury duty in a trial due to a uh, crime. Letter committed. in the mail. Say what? A letter in the mail. I mean, that is how you get jury duty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, have you never always, gotten but... jury duty? 
Well, you said he gets jury duty due to, and I'm like, well, a letter in the mail. Oh, 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 oh. very good. Everyone take a moment and clap for Brian's hilarious joke. <laughs> he was also very excited. He, he was. was. Well, he's, you know. He he had to jump into his neighbor's minefield of a backyard. Once again, Ernest Literally. is. Once again, Ernest is a pinnacle of, of, uh, of the platonic ideal of society. He is a man who respects his fellow, his fellow neighbor, unless they're burned. Uh, he is a man who, who he helps raise our wayward, wayward youths. <laughs> he helps raise wayward youths. He he is a respectful gentleman, and when he gets a summons for jury duty, not only does he take it as a solemn duty, he's downright excited to serve his community. <laughs> I swear, there was five minutes of him just saying, "I've got jury duty." Wouldn't you be as excited as he is if you got jury duty, Brian? <laughs> I remember when Steve got jury duty. He was Steve, not excited. Tell, Steve, tell no. us about jury duty. How much like Ernest were you? How much could you relate to Ernest in these moments? Well, the problem was it wasn't regular jury duty. It was grand jury duty. So, so you were a, doubly excited. Right. I was really excited because I didn't get a letter in the mail. I got a sheriff showing up to the door asking if you were if I was Steve. Going that depends. Am I getting arrested? Wait, did you really say that depends to a sheriff at your door? Yes, I did. You're my fucking he- you're my fucking <laughs> hero, man. I mean, that depends. Ernest, Ernest man, wants to shake who your wants hand. To know. This is an this is a pro A cab <clears throat> podcast, as proven by Steve's actions. He handed me my surge for grand jury duty, and I was just like, sweet. So I have this to look forward to at the beginning of 2020, which, in retrospect, should have given me a rough idea of how all of 2020 was going to play out. Yeah. Is it weird that that was probably the highlight of your year in terms of socialization it re- and it activity? It actually was. <laughs> yeah, That's you like got to go outside and like be in society for you like 10 meet, yeah, I, You get to meet new people. <laughs> yeah, I was in ju- I did grand jury duty for that like eight-week period. And then, like, two weeks later, the world caught on fire with COVID. Yeah. Oh, it's all your fault. I get it. You know, it's kind of sad that, like... Why, was the capuchin monkey one of the grand jurists? I mean, that's a possibility. (laughs) And I feel like the highlight of my year has been, like, meeting new people because of work. It's, like, someone to talk to that isn't at my house. I broke my back, so the highlight of my year has been being able to leave the bedroom into another room of my living room. I mean, you can sit up now, so you should be pretty excited about it. Oh, I sat, I watched, I've been watching a whole movie every day on the couch, like, for two hours. I am really moving forward in life. Living it up. Two of them were earnest films. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not living it up. Two of them were 80 minute earnest films. Doing your best. So the two things I thought about when I was watching this movie are, one, why is Ernest now Pee Wee? And two... Um, a lot of the I think special outside effects. the house sequence, though, that's he's not Pee Wee outside. I mean, it's, yeah, it's no. outside of the house, it's. I mean, it's glaring, Brian. You're right. It's a glaring. Oh yeah, riff. the dog in the house are very, but it doesn't make any sense. in the like the movie didn't benefit from that whatsoever. But um, no. Also, the special effects reminded me a lot of like Sam Raimi. Well, as we've talked before, an Ernest versus Ash Evil Dead crossover is now my dream movie it that never fit, got made. Felt, it felt so Evil Dead, but like especially when he was all magnetized and he had all that shit chasing him, all of the cuts and like the camera following him, it just felt like I was watching Evil Dead. Ernest goes to Evil Dead. Yeah, I want to see Ernest in that cabin Ernest, with the laughing deer. Ernest, Ernest swallows your soul. You know what I mean. Anyway, so. He goes to jury duty. We're okay. Like, what's the actual plot of this movie? He goes to jury duty, has a horrible pen accident, 
which somehow leads the defendant to notice that this dude looks a lot like his boss in prison. Cut to Jim Varney in a dual role as his best, like, it's a it's a 40s gangster, kind of reminded me of Jack Palance in Tango and Cash. But like, yeah, actually. But Jim Varney is basically the kingpin. He realizes there's a way for him to switch places with this juror, Ernest, and get yeah. free while Jim from, Varney from is Ernest. From Death Row. Yes. Yes, yes. As, a, as, as the Act 2 twist, Ernest realizes that he's not just in prison, but also in Death Row. So Ernest, who's just the common man struggling for economic independence, but a cog in the capitalist wheel, doing his civic duty as a juror, the jury goes on a tour of the crime scene in a prison, which seems somewhat unorthodox, at which point he is incapacitated. He switches places. He's, he's, he's replaced by the crime boss, whose name escapes you. What is the, the name of the crime boss? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nash. He's Nash. Oh, I was going to call him Reversed Ernest. Revernist from the 28th century. Um, Eobard P. Worrell. <laughs> uh, DC Comics humor. Uh, so Ernest is is now stuck in prison. Nash is now taking Ernest's spot. Realizes he's actually a janitor in a bank, trusted with like the vault, and like, oh my god, I can rob the shit out of this place. Ernest's two friends, who are the security guards for the uh, bank, which by the way, one of them is the baggage claim guy from Christmas and the chef, yeah, right? And the chef, yeah. Uh, the other they, one's not. Are they, so did the other guy just give up? Cause I feel like they were gonna be the duo for all of the movies and then they weren't. Well, I think we're, I think this is a little recasting. I don't think we're meant to think they're different characters. Well, I guess we're meant to think they're different characters in the sense that there's no connective tissue between any of these films, but what uh, we make I up mean, on this podcast. But he still, he still does that scream. That, yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> the chef is the same character. He, Do you think this is right, a this is a Terrence yeah. Howard Don Cheadle scenario? I thought the uh, the 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 Ernest Jail was very interesting looking. Oh, I, I I wrote this down as a note. It looks like a fucking Dario Argento movie. I didn't understand like the neon lights and the yeah. I, I guess the, the higher the ups wearing pink. It was it's, only like the higher ups. It was like right? the off like the I guess no the all of them. Yeah, the guards are wearing pink uniforms. And then, and then there's all these colored gels lighting it, and it's very like Dario Argento. It's very Suspiria. Yeah, very strange. But yeah, so basically Ernest uh, is stuck in jail. Uh, Nash has taken over his life. Nash throws the dog into a trash can because the dog's like, you're not Ernest. You're an imposter. Well, he throws the dog into the trash can because the dog tries to stop him from raping. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. Sam, you're right. The dog <laughs> saves Ernest's love interest from being sexually assaulted by Nash, a dangerous criminal mastermind kingpin. Yeah. Wishbone says this is not the story we're telling today. Yeah. <laughs> and then the henchman is unaffected by the fact that his boss has a massive Confederate flag on the wall in the jail cell. Which yeah, is like a, it was a little. Which on is like a penthouse nose. jail cell that seats yeah. four, like, like, which was really interesting. Nash earned it. He's a, he's a pillar of this prison community. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is, is that he's a bank robber who apparently. So was is he a bank robber row? originally? Or yeah, is he they just... said he was a bank robber. Okay. That was his whole thing. But he was still somehow on death row. I mean, it seemed he like he killed, killed a lot of people. I mean, if he killed people robbery. in the course of a bank robbery, that's a fe- that's federal murder. I mean, that that is definitely a death rowable offense. I mean, that's true. Also, they didn't really lead you to believe he ever did anything like that up until. Uh, also, the point there's in such the a film where they're like, I mean, yeah. 
there's such a 40 sensibility to the jail. There's such a like a you know you know it's not like a modern jail in the late 80s. Um, you know it's not it's not a realistic jail. It's an abstraction. It's not just your ideal of what a jail could be. Yeah, but I, mean, I, oh, but I feel only, like if it's, only our prison system was like this. We'd actually. I feel like it's the jail. I feel like it's the jail we get in every movie, though, where the warden has, like, one prisoner he's just, like, ready to kill. Well, that's the other thing, too, is, doesn't that mean all of his henchmen are in death row, too, if they're in the same cell block as him? I would assume. I, I don't, don't know. know that that's how this jail works. I'm pretty sure then just what's everybody the just gets to pick their bunk mates. <laughs> is this the, not just, like, a party ro- jail? What's the row in the death row, then? <laughs> I mean, I thought historically death row was literally just an area where inmates... Who were sentenced who to were death? Who were condemned to put death? Together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if but if everybody else in this cell block is not on death row, including his cellmates, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know because I mean it's possible that Mr. T and John C. Riley's dad did something horrible, but they hey, didn't really. Hey, that's explain. Randall Tex Cobb. That's a real life <laughs> boxer and wrestler, sir. That's also John C. Riley's dad. Wait, is it <laughs> really? As far as I'm concerned. No, as far as I'm concerned, he looked like him. I was like, wow, I feel that, like, guy, that guy has aged amazingly, and John C. Riley has not. I feel <laughs> like the Harkonnen and Dune also looks like John C. Riley. Baron Harkonnen? Yes. <laughs> From, like, the, the, the Lynch film? Yes. We wa- like we watched it last weekend, and you every time it he popped TV up. next to Ernest. <laughs> Every 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 time it's like he came Dark Side on the screen, of the Moon, they really line up. Yeah, uh-huh. they sync. <laughs> I just had a really you know great film weekend. Oh yeah, David Lynch's Dune. Ernest goes to jail. Showa, yeah. you know they're all they're all of a they're all of a type. And then I ended it yesterday with Adam's family. You know, wow, like not, e- not even values, man. That is a rough nope. weekend. So Ernest is basically told by Mr. T you have to impersonate Nash and then Ernest to be fair puts his all into it does a lot of impressions really tries to get this down they don't really force him to they just basically say we're gonna kill your do they say we're gonna kill your dog and your girlfriend yeah they they basically said that he's gonna kill his girlfriend yeah yeah and then, we're going to kill that girl you went on a date with one time unless you act like him yeah but Ernest falls hard and fast I mean that's fair um, oh, before he tries to rape this woman, he goes to the house and is basically nearly murdered Home Alone style when he goes into the Rube Goldberg machine, which makes me really wonder what was supposed to happen when Ernest himself came home. Well, they show you at the very beginning when he comes home and he first gets the letter for jury duty uh-huh. that he he understands the mechanics but, of how the house but works. But it seems designed to stop intruders. Yeah, pro- I don't know. Wait, is Ernest supposed to be grown up Kevin McAllister? Uh, that makes a lot Boy, of sense. Boy, Kevin McAllister had some hard times. <laughs> Especially after Nam, where Vern died, presumably. <laughs> I mean, that would make sense. It would make a lot of sense. So that, I guess that makes Home Alone a prequel. Home Alone is a prequel. it came out after. It came out the same year as this movie, didn't it? Did they? Okay. Well, I mean, this is the third Ernest film, but yeah. Uh, and then he decides he should escape by pretending to be that old woman with the neck brace again, which is... Boy, Jim Varney thinks that character's a lot funnier than I do. Um, yeah. <laughs> Somebody thinks although, it's funny. Cause... Although, the way he was talking to that officer was kind of funny. Kind of. There was like, I don't know, one or two lines I thought were actually We dropped funny. the ball the ball and chain. Yeah, and it was he like... really dropped the ball on that one. Mm-hmm. He dropped the balls. There were like two of them in there. Meanwhile, the security guards are trying to prove to the boss about their awesome new scenarios of stopping criminals including opening fire on their at their boss's face with a gun 
because of plexiglass. Yeah, there was a lot of bad gun safety being taught in that film. This was like when Homer got that gun in that Simpsons episode. He was using it to shoot out all the lights and open beers and turn on the TV. Then there's that weird scene where the bank manager promotes Nash as Ernest because he's seen, quote, a huge increase in job performance. And my question was, what has Nash been doing better? It seems like he's just reading a paper in somebody else's chair the entire time he's there. I mean, they do uh, show him actually cleaning and mopping. That's I'm true. Ernest is only destroyed. He's not just. Yeah. I'm assuming Ernest, it's also yeah. that he's like actually just not talking to him. He's probably like, God damn, he shut up finally. He's yeah. Not, he's not being stupid. He's not in my face. He's not being ridiculous about whatever. Now I just got to figure out how the fuck to get rid of these two dumbass cops that guard this place. That does, and I'll finally be free. That does remind me early in the film when, when, when the love interest shows up and goes, Ernest, this is your worst mess yet. And I'm like, what else has happened here? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, the fucking bank manager walks in and he just like splashes mop water on him. I'm like, you yeah. could have just like not done that. Yeah. How it's many times pretty, has that fucking happened? Yeah. Pretty easy to not do that. And they make it, they imply it that, like, that's not his first time getting locked in the bank vault. Yep. Ernest, not again. Stop uh-huh. sleeping in the bank vault with all the money. Uh, so, I mean, like yeah, the, the, guy, the guy just shit. sitting and reading a newspaper or whatever is probably better than what Ernest was doing. That's fair. The bank cleans wow, itself. Wow, the floors are clean and he hasn't said a word to that's me all my- day. And look, he's proving he's literate. Yep. For two weeks I've come in and my floor's not covered inexplicably in confetti. You've got the job. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at or back at or back at the real artist in jail, we're getting a stark commentary on our penal system and the death penalty. Uh, which, by the way, once again in the '80s and '90s, Ernest is taking a very liberal stance, not expected from this series. That's true. And then what? He's going to get the electric chair, which leads. Not he's not. He's going to get. He gets it. <laughs> Nah, he gets it. Which, by the way, why is it that he starts walking like Frankenstein's monster after the electric chair reignites his powers of Because he died and he came back. Ernest P. Worrell died for your sins and then rose three seconds later. Just like Frankenstein Jesus. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Sorry, Frankenstein's monster Jesus. Sorry, Jesus' monster Frankenstein. It's monster. Um, So anyway, Randall Tex Cobb is like, hey, man, I feel bad you're going to die. So, um... I mean, in, not in words, because he only has, like, what, one line of dialogue in the movie. Um, I think he grunts once or twice. At the very end, he yeah. grunts a few times. So, yeah, he escapes prison with his electrical powers. Um, he's on the lamb. Cut back to Nash. Uh, Nash is going to um, blow up the bank vault. Um, but uh, the secu- With the C4, he somehow acquired. <laughs> well, that's the other thing I thought, too, was I was like, most bank vaults can withstand minor explosions. So... He runs into this bank manager's office that is basically just a cubicle setup, and I'm like, if that bomb is gonna blow up that bank vault, bank, bank vault, you are not fucking safe in that cubicle five feet away, sir. Well, You're dead yeah, too. Yeah, considering it was some kind of plastic explosive, and it looked like it was strong enough to, you know, well, the pro- take down the whole building. If it was gonna take out the bank vault, it was gonna take him out. Like, like, which is like a craziness. But anyway, he's gonna do it. Um, Ernest shows up with his powers of magnetism. He's kind of like Magneto meets M. Bison. From I feel the like he's well, more actually, like... he doesn't have his powers of magnetism anymore. Having watched Dune, like we just discussed, I feel like he's more like Magneto meets the Harkonnen. I can't remember his name. Oh, Baron Va- the Baron? Yeah, Baron I feel like Vladimir. he's just flying around in space laughing. 
And I'm I mean, like, he okay. is floating, which is, I think, in the sense. Well, I mean, electromagnetism is is a singular frame, which is like this. Is, this goes back to like in, in actual physics. If you had a character like Magneto and a character like Electro, they technically would have to have the same power because of what they're manipulating, which are the magnetic yeah. fields, which dictate electromagnetism. And you know, like I said, M. Bison from the Street Fighter movie. You know, we're electromagnetic Julia. conductivity. Yeah, yeah. This is merely superconductive electromagnetism. Do you deny my godhood? So they mm-hmm. fight um, with they fight in a Akira Super Saiyan like way, but you know like on a tight budget. Pretty tight. I mean, it's kind of like Neo and Smith in Matrix Evolutions when they're fighting in that abandoned building after flying around. It like, still just reminded me of Evil Dead. Yeah, actually. both can, both can be true. And then he falls on him. Nash Nash is like, "Haha, I won!" And then Ernest falls from the sky, crushing his doppelganger, defeating his shadow self, just like Gilgamesh. And then um, uh, the film cuts to credits as soon as humanly possible. Yep. As not far as, before. Uh, not before he takes care of the bomb, though. Yep. By fl- using his flies it into magnetism the, yeah, oh, to yeah, fly sorry. into space, basically. He flies it into the sky, blows up, and then falls from the sky and crushes Nash. That's what happens. Yep. Yep. Yes. Looks then like he, he dies. Everyone gets sad, but then he's fine. He one hundred percent Looney Tunes the shit out of it. He faints, and literally before he hits the ground, the film is faded to credits, faded to black and credits. Also, no post-credits uh, scene or outtakes in this film, like in previous. Didn't notice. I pretty much shut it off immediately. I was kind of waiting for Samuel oh. Jackson to recruit yeah. him into the Avengers Initiative. I watched with bated breath. I wanted Ash to show up with his chainsaw hand and goes, "I'm here to." I'm here. I'm here to talk to you about the Evil Dead Initiative. I'm here to talk to you about the uh, what? What are they called? The, the Deadites. Deadites Initiative. The Deadites. Yep. Yep. I'm yep. here for you to join my army of darkness. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so nothing happens. Then shortest Ernest movie. So we finished the the first Ernest trilogy. The only thing I want to say about other trivia is my favorite thing. If you ever go to the Wikipedia article of this, and I hope it doesn't change by the time. We get there, and I didn't do this. I promise I didn't do this. But if you I don't go, believe you. If you go to the Wikipedia article for Ernest Goes to Jail and go down to reception, uh, one sentence that just says the reviews for the film were universally negative. Oh my God! You're With right. no <laughs> context, <laughs> and I promise you, I didn't do that. This is such a short. I would take credit for it. it. The movie debuted at number three. <laughs> I would take credit for That's this. A- if I did it, because it's genius. <laughs> you know, it's got a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I so think not it, universally negative, is it? <laughs> but I, I think it deserves better. I mean, 10, 10% of critics liked it. <laughs> yep. I think it's certainly better than films that definitely have higher ratings. But I mean, who's winning? I mean, it, it cost them, you know, $9 million to make. They made $25 million. Yeah, it's who, the second. Who cares? <laughs> I think it's the... Second most successful Ernest film after Ernest Saves Christmas, which was the most successful. I came, I saw, I got blowed up. I came, I saw, I Ernest. <laughs> you know what I mean. You did get blowed up. Uh, so we, we, we've done three of these, and I, I gotta be honest, I am not hating these the way I thought I was gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure the jury would never take a field trip to uh, a jail. Let alone a block. They have with taken people that may or may not be on so death juries row. have taken field trips to scenes of crimes before, but yeah, whether or not they would do that for a functioning jail is weird. If they would they do did, anything all for all the inmates would have been relocated out of the scene. Um, yeah, <laughs> look that that just doesn't add up. There are a lot of things that add up. There's some 
There's some moments where I giggled. There's some funny slapstick sometimes. But for the most part, I was just shocked when the movie ended because like, that cut right before the credits was just like, what? Wait, what? That's it? Where's the payoff? Does he make, does he, you know, go anywhere with this chick he's been trying to date off and on? Mm-hmm. Does, does anything happen with his electro powers? I, I, I kind of want to know more. But at the same time, the credits are rolling. So you know what? I'll, uh, I'll just stop here. <laughs> It wasn't great. I could see why Wikipedia's article is as short and to the point as it is. Well, I mean, none of these are good. I mean, I mean. No, they're not. I don't really know why we're watching them. I've never seen because, these. Because what are we going to do? If because we're you've never seen them. them. Because you've never seen them. All right, them. Corey. You know what? You know what we're going to do next time? We're going to do a podcast on Citizen King and see how it goes, which I'm not opposed to, actually. It would definitely be interesting. I don't know how much content we get out of that. You do the Godfather trilogy. I don't think I've ever seen those. Maybe some well, apocalypse see, now. Are... I actually think the Godfather trilogy would actually yield quite a bit of discussion. I've thought about that actually. Probably it's a good it's a good film, the, but I've noticed that. Uh, I mean, the all... better the film is, the less uh, the less we get out of it. Really says something about us, doesn't it? Well, I mean, pretty much. So I guess that was Ernest goes to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we are we are um, you know in the middle of his theatrical run. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to the. To the rest, I mean, no, I'm not. I, I honestly, I kind of know it's downhill from here, just from what I've seen. Else, how quickly these go direct to DVD? Well, we've I got mean, two we've more got theatrical, to... and then it's direct to DVD. Yeah, and then we've got uh, we've got the spooky month one coming up. Yeah, yeah, Ernest scared stupid. Um, we will see. We will see. Just how in that time goes. for uh, just in time for Halloween, uh, we should have something up on that. See, the spinal fracture was a silver lining after all. <laughs> Uh, Every time God closes a door, he, he breaks makes it your harder back. for you to yeah. exit your house. Yeah. <laughs> you see, when we looked at the the list of these movies, you know, it kind of reads, you know, saves Christmas, goes to jail, gets scared stupid, or scared stupid. Um, so it kind of tells to me that, oh, like as an overview, clearly something happens when he saves Christmas that warrants him going to jail, mm. and then while he is in jail, he becomes scared stupid. Oh, but like being scared straight? The case. Yeah. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if this exactly. were planned out, that, that what you're saying makes a lot of sense. If it were, I mean, the, here's your problem, is you're looking huh. for continuity in something that it's our job, happen. which is our job. You know what? You know what? If, if for nothing else, this podcast, it, the, the the goal of the Ernest Odyssey is for us to. We're as, going to build the cinematic to assign universe. continuity to these films. I'm curious to where we figure out the origin of Ernest is. Can't wait to figure out our continuity on why he goes to Africa. What about Ernest? I'm assuming Zero. mission trip. Where's that? <laughs> well, gentlemen, we were a little rusty, but I thought we we fell into the swing pretty quickly. This is for the audience. Why not? Who fucking cares? I'm on painkillers. We got it. We, we got this. Uh-huh. It's earnest. It's earnest. It's our wheelhouse. Our, one, our ones and ones of listeners will no doubt be thrilled to have we us back. We shockingly have more listeners than I think we think. <laughs> you know, I mean, at a, how many literally dozens of about six million. Is there what? We're actually number one on Spotify right now. What's going on? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would I would be upset. I'd be very upset. I'd be like, why the fuck didn't I know this? And where the fuck is our sponsor? Where's my motherfucking movie check? Yeah. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Raycons. Ugh, they're terrible. Unless they sponsor us, I at know. which point they're great. Exactly. But before we start talking about <laughs> Ernest, I'd like to talk to you about Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> Raid Shadow Legends and fucking Man Squatch? 
What's that called? I don't know. Oh, Manscaped, dude. Oh, Manscaped. No, yeah. no the, we the got soap. Manscaped, and then we've got uh, the Sasquatch. What's the other one? The, oh, the feels, soap. Feels, no, the, the, the CBD the fucking, oil company feels. Is the fucking one. soap, though. Is it called Mansquatch? Is that the fucking? No, I only know what about Manscaped. What are you talking about, Brian? I don't know. Is Caddy Wumpus blocked in your country? Well, why did you sign up for? I'm gonna Nord figure BPN? it out, but I have to go to the bathroom first. Well, let's wrap up first. We'll, we'll wrap nope. up. What are you doing? <laughs> it hasn't been that long. You understand how this works, right? <laughs> God, we're never gonna pick up that Nord endorsement with yeah, amateurs How will like Nord VPN sponsor? How will Squarespace sponsor us now? <laughs> if we're going to the bathroom all the time. Oh, there goes our sponsorship window. Thanks, Brian. Anyway, I think we've alienated every sponsor we can. Uh, it's it's Dr. Squatch. I will literally take just about anybody. The, the soap <laughs> is called Dr. Squatch, and I get a fucking ad like twice a day. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, and that's not an invitation for you to tell me, by the way. Well, oh, yeah, Dr. Squatch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. I'm so glad I have a pie hole. I don't want to talk about uh, that. I got to go. I've I don't been know where to go with that, so I've been Steve. It blocks ads. I, know I know what it does know. from context. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has gone well. Uh, we'll be back sooner. This won't be won't be this kind of gap moving forward. I am I'm so 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 we're gonna next is Ernest Scared Stupid. All in time for Samhain itself or Sawin, as it's actually pronounced. <laughs> Halloween. Yay! I've been, uh. I've been David. <laughs> I've been I think Steve. you're being a little optimistic. I've been Brian. David. <laughs> there will be no further delays. <laughs> Until the next we'll thing see. goes wrong. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've had, had a, I've had a small fire. I've had a flood. Uh, I've had what else could happen this week? My internet uh, broke. Google Fiber to come out. So, you know, well, I'm sure this is all going to be fine. Uh-huh. Anyway, we uh-huh. can stop. Bye, with- everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Ah, uh, you know what I mean. You've been listening to Caddy Wampus. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at Caddy Wampus Pod. Email us at caddywampuspodcast at gmail.com. Music by Tilly. 